are recording. All right, so finally, motherfuckers, I'm back. It's been fucking long. I've been doing so much sports. Uh, but yeah, welcome back to the What's Up Show by yours, Julie, Johnny Fucking Pampa. And I have a very interesting uh, guest here. You know, uh, yeah, she's basically I'm not. She's basically a writer, a sports writer. She used to be part of uh, Chalk Magazine, uh, Fox Sports. Uh, we're gonna mention her previous employer later on, but uh, we'll get there. And uh, yeah, she's also part of a podcast called the Ultimate Fan Hub podcast that she did a while ago, and it was a long ass podcast, that's for sure. And not because they wanted to, but. We'll explain that later on. And uh, she has her uh, own uh, blog called uh, Diary of a Sportsman Girl. So, welcome to the show, Tita Zisha. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, David. Or Johnny Pampa. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell me anything. It's all good, you know. Um... Yeah, man. Like, how was that podcast, though? It was like two hours. And then I think you guys, like, I, I, did you guys realize like or looked each other on the video saying na or at least kung may GC kayo saying tangina like with all due respect parang tagal na ito ah. like it's too long actually while we are on, on a Zoom meeting at the other side sa laptop we were chatting we do have a, a group chat so every time we go on the air um dun namin nire-remind each other to Who's going next? Who's going to ask questions next? What time? How many time is left in in the in the show? And then sobrang dalda niya. Eh. So even if even the so fast talk segment, nagaano na siya, nag-explain pa siya where you're not supposed to explain questions, but all good. So hindi na namin napansin na nasa two hours na yung show. That's ah, okay. probably the longest. But, the longest UFH episode we've had so far. Yeah, because it was like you said, because we wrote each other, and then you said like what time, and then you said because usually podcasts like you know would last more than an hour or stuff. Well, depends because you know me and you were both in the you know in the East Sleep Breathe Football podcast, and we take a long time. But I didn't yeah. expect. But you said one hour, but I didn't expect like you would still be there for two hours and all. But was it because it was interesting or was it because he was uh, like with all due respect like he was just trying to explain a lot of things I think a part of the reason why it lasted that long is the fact that the guy Sergio Trinidad has a very very fruitful 30 plus years career in sports that he had covered football billiards boxing and daming kwento talaga. So it really was that interesting. In fact, um, I sent him the guide questions. There are items in the guide questions which we weren't able to tackle. Like his life, beyond words and all. Hindi na talaga na tackle dahil sa sobrang daming kwento with sports palang. And basketball alone took took one one half of the show so I guess dun palang we've seen it coming na okay we're gonna do overtime 
Ah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, for those who are watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, I do apologize for the technical difficulties because apparently Italian Wi-Fi is fucking with me. So, uh, I would like to apologize in advance. But anyways, moving on, moving on, moving on. So, so yeah. So, how, you, how have you been lately? Like, you know, aside from doing the podcast and... I have heard you're also judging um, some papers from, you know, potential writers and all. But aside from that, like, how are you in general? Well, the enhanced, the, the lockdown, the longest lockdown in the world had its fear of taking its call on me in the get go. But thank heavens for Tito J that I was able to go back in my element, um, be in his podcast as one of the panelists and then thankful also that TUFH was able to go back on air after a shitty sorry forgive my term but I really had to say that a shitty um, wait for our 8th episode to go on air mind you it's not yet on the air so medyo medyo bitter ako at that uh, at that part because we've done our part we've done so much but our partner broadcaster that time parang didn't took care of us the way we deserve to be but anyway I don't want to rant about it and yeah but, so the whole pandemic I was also trying to get better physically but I was supposed. I, I felt that I was supposed to be well by May, but come June I had to go back um, to medication, and there I had calls with my former employer because you know it all it all boiled down to this fact that I'm supposed to be well. Then I remember my fin- financial struggles. If it wasn't for a supposed um, fund coming in, I wouldn't have trouble pay for my medication, for my doctor, and all those stuff. So, I, at some point, I kind of question: I, Do I still deserve to live like this? Do I still deserve to live? But why? Why do I keep experiencing this stuff mm-hmm. um, over and over again? I, but, so, but yeah. I, I mean that's good. That's, I mean that's good to hear. But like, I have the like. If it's okay if I ask this question, because there are times like, do you sometimes wish that you never have taken the medications? Because I have some friends that you know sometimes like, you know, we have they have the same issues as us. Uh, me, I totally rejected medi- uh, medication because uh, I'm just scared of pills, to be honest. And ironically I'm taking them but not for another it's it's for another thing you know but I, I don't know when it comes to medications regarding mental stuff for me it's scary I don't know for me it's scary but for you like when you started it like did you trust it or were you also like kind of scared of it to be clear I'm not taking in medications for mental health no no I'm just just in oh, general right. in, in general that I'm taking something to level my hormones which is mm. kind of you know it kind of fucks me up okay. more than other things yeah it was scary at first 
something. But it's scary at first because if I had this, I had this attitude of researching something that I would take because you just, I will just accept that doctor says you have to take this. So every time I get prescription, I would Google it. And the first thing that I would look for it is the side effects. What am I going to look forward when I take this specific medicine? And yeah, you know, it's scary. But when you get the when you get the promise that you'll be better, you'll feel better. Sige, I have to try. So for like six months. The first, the first time I was taking the, the the medicine, I I was skeptic because it still got better. But I have to try it over and over again for me to feel normal. So for six months, that was that was. More like a trial and error, because every every month you have to look forward on what's going to happen to you. Until I had to stop by May because the medication stopped April, so May I have to expect that I'd feel normal, and it didn't. I wasn't normal. I, I wasn't still normal. So I was telling my doctor, I thought I was getting better. I thought I was I was at the right track. But what happened? She said, it also come to the point that it's going to contribute to the stress of the pandemic because everyone's on lockdown. Okay, so what do you suggest me to do? Try not to stress. How can I do that? <laughs> when mm. the government itself is stressful, right? Mm. And, it's, mm. and for someone who is so outspoken, you, you can't just um, you can't just ignore what's happening, right? So okay, I'll try my best to, I'll try my best to not stress and things like that. But stressful na din yung fact na okay, we have to do another cycle. Like here we go again. Like I feel that my kidney so abused already. <laughs> Because right, every medicine comes to, goes to your kidney for filtering, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I feel that my kidney would be abused for another month or so. And then she told me, it's gonna take a long process. It's not naman after you extended for another month in medication, you'll, you'll be better the next. Which is true. Because I have to undergo a she feels that my systems got used to the medicine that she prescribed me with that we have to switch to another medicine which is quite more expensive and more matagal na gamutan because i was i was previously taking a 10-day medicine now we have to double it up to 21 days mas ma what do you call it? Mas ma ano siya, mas ma mas side effect. So it was challenge. It's challenging. Plus the fact na dihirapan din ako, kasi yun nga, you I have to um 
live with mood swings. Tapos, we have to time it also. May, may certain period of the day lang na kailangan mo siyang itake. Hmm. So, I had to be more disciplined. Nakakainis. I mean, that's that's usually the hard part when it comes to medication, to be honest. It's the timing of it. And then sometimes, I don't know, there are times that you tend to also forget to take your medication and all. And, you know, and the fact that medication in the Philippines is very difficult. I mean, don't get me like, the health system in the Philippines is crap. Like, in my opinion, it's really crap. With all due respect to, you know, to the frontliners out there, but the system, the whole goddamn thing in the hospitals, pharmacies, and everything, it's crap. It's pure bullshit. Because, you know, like, let's make an example. You've got bitten out of nowhere by a snake while you're hiking. And and after that, your hospital bill comes out like 20 to 30,000 pesos. What the fuck? I mean, what the hell, man? You know, it, it it's not like the first time that we were having this problem with the health system. Like, don't get me wrong, the pandemic just showed the pure shit show that was happening. But even before the pandemic, it was already shit. But, you know, and that's the thing sometimes I feel. I know, doctors sometimes are doing their jobs. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they studied hard for it. But sometimes I might think, are you doing it because you care about people or are you doing it because it's a business? You know? And yeah. what do you think about it? Well, I have to trust them sometimes. I, personally, I have to trust them that they would make me feel better. But I'm really scared with them in the onset. Yeah, even if um, I had doctor friends. I'm really scared of doctors because sometimes you you trust them so much with your life but at the same time your system is not responding to what the, the kind of treatment that they giving you like for me yeah I have to switch to a different medicine because my system got used to that 10-day medication and to tell you frankly Hormone treatments in the country is not cheap. Mm. Dahil walang right med hormones to mm. begin with. Walang mm. walang generic drug. You had uh. you really have to get in a branded. That sucks, especially when I received the letter that my HMO ceases to cover expenses for. My my condition, which is polycystic or ovarian syndrome, because, uh, because I already had mm-hmm. I already had PCOS existing in my system the moment I got the HMO. So they said that we're ceasing to cover this um, condition. So pwede kang magkasakit except PCOS. Like, ano, <laughs> How is it? So, for like six months or so, almost a year already, if I, if I would um, count it. It's difficult because I really have to shed money out of my pocket instead of um, reimburse the, the expenses to my HMO. But anyway, 
No, because like, because you, you know, I found out that I have more friends that have picos, and it's yeah. and it's increasing. Like the people I know that uh, they came out that they have picos because they're wondering how come they're acting like this, how come their you know their attitude is like this and that. Because what I learned from my friend regarding Picos, it it differs with women. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, if correct me if I'm wrong, it differ it differs with women. It depends on how it it acts on them, right? Yes, hmm. it's not the same. Like some might feel this, while it I I don't. It it um since all, yeah, all women have the same hormones, but it's not the same issue. With hmm. with um, others, like um, not everyone would get would experience what I had. Because mm-hmm. I had focus since 2015, but I I've learned to live with it hmm. until 2019 happened. That I had, I think I I have mentioned to you that I had to uh, I have to take a break from sports writing for two mm. months because mm. I had mm. to get well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it um, the kind of bleeding that I was experiencing kind of really limits my my activity. Mm. Like I cannot go out uh, covering sports without bringing. Literally a pack of pads with me that I will consume for the whole time that I am in, let's say, Araneta Coliseum, Mall of Asia Arena. In in that case, Mall of Asia Arena, because I was trying to finish the NCAA final series for ah. for my former employer. Mm. Because I'm the only one in the group. That can go for NCAA finals. Apart from the fact that it's my alma mater playing against San Beda. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. So imagine I have to drop by to the mall before entering Mall of Asia Arena because I have to have a pack of overnight pads with me because it's bleeding that heavily, and I have to work while feverish while trying to fight the nauseous all the time. It's basically your flu game. To, it's I like it's, it's like Jordan's flu game. It's basically your flu game. Yes. It's it's not just that. I have to live with it for three series, three game series. So parang in my mindset, I cannot leave dugout behind. I cannot leave Etran behind when I was with them all throughout since the, the the playoffs and I can't just leave because I'm not healthy I have to fight my own system I have to defy the doctor so I think hmm. it was it was worth it when we when we pulled off the tap of course. yeah yeah mm-hmm. but then that was my last hurry because my mom was like telling me he just can't keep spending packs after packs after packs of overnight pads spent for medication without really obeying what the doctor wants to tell you which is to rest I was really advised to bed the next so 
was a blessing in disguise that I wasn't able to secure a an accreditation cover the Sea Games because I was really uh, meant to get well. And eventually, after 56 days of heavily bleeding, I was already joking, actually, that my dad's cremation, um, cremation day comes along, baka sabay pa kami. Because I was like, I was already pale at, at all. And like, shocks, I think I'm losing blood. My doctor was already telling me to have your CBC check or probably double your dose of um, folic acid because yeah, you look pale and baka nga mauna ka pang makremate sa tatay mo. That's what we are joking but I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's, if it's the medicine but two days before the cremation, the bleeding stopped. So, the scheduled cremation was December 6th, December 8th December 6th, the bleeding stopped. And it was a Friday. And Fridays for me is holy. Mm. For, so, for, for obvious reasons. Fridays for me is holy. And I think I would never look at that specific Friday the same way since then. Because like, I was given my second life. But yeah, I had to live with taking medicines. And you know, the mood swings that I normally don't want. Like feeling the feeling self pity most of the time. So yeah, it's difficult. Uh, like with that NCAA series, right? You said it's three games. Was it all in a week or is it two weeks? Two weeks. One game was played on a Tuesday, then another on a Friday, then another Tuesday. Ah, okay, okay. Because the thing is, though. I mean, you must have lost buckets of blood during that, like during those games. I mean, I understand it's Letran. I mean, you're really passionate. Like for guys, if you don't know, um, her alma mater is Letran. Um, it's in the Intramuros area, and um, basically it's a rivalry with San Beda basketball and everything. So, uh, she was happy that finally they beat uh, one of their biggest rivals, and you know she's very passionate about her college and all, but. Sometimes, do you ask yourself like, yeah, of course it's worth it, but there were there times it's like, tang ina, like I could have just rested instead of you know, but or was it just the, for the sake of sports that you did it? Game two, I was feeling that time in game. Um, I was really nauseous, like even before the game, I I had. I always go to the game venues like an hour or 30 minutes before the real kickoff. But for for some reasons, for game two, I have to be in MOA earlier because they are awarding. There's the awarding ceremonies that I also have to cover. So, around 1 p.m. Because it's... I think it was scheduled at around 3, 3 p.m. the awarding. Around 1 p.m., I was supposed to prepare for, for NCAA already. Like, you know... Sakit talaga ng ulo ko. Like, should I go or should I not go? I ha- I have this, I have the choice not to go. Pero pinilit ko parang yung sarili ko na, what if we win the championship tonight? Because we are a game away from winning tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that night. So, 
okay like I was telling myself just give me two more weeks or at least just for tonight tawid lang natin this game tonight because we might but when I was there I know I was doing fine during warding ceremony. I was taking great pictures. I was trying to double duty that time as a writer and as a photographer because we don't have a photographer with the media ID. So I have to double duty. So yeah, I was doing fine until I was I was feeling cold already. Then standing room area. Even those that has the ticket were forced to stand kasi ganun ka-jampak yung MOA Arena that time. Mm. And then, I was feeling the the, the cold. I w- not naman chilling, pero yung feeling na naka-jacket ka pero giniginaw ka pa rin. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, yeah. This isn't good. This isn't good. So, I have to have water with me. Which, buti na lang may mga concessionaires that goes around. But yeah, when when Sanbeda was doing this 15-0 run against Detran, I wanted to leave. I didn't wanted to leave because like shit, this is not good. This is this isn't what I wanted to happen. This isn't the kind of game that I know my team is going to play. You're not gonna lose 15 and 0 to this team. Not not at this team. Tangina not at this team. Ganyan. But I used to believe that they're gonna pull off something. But when, but when the fun, final buzzer came in, hindi ko na din talaga kaya kasi parang any moment magkokolaps ako. Hindi, hindi ako nakapagpaalam kay Coach Bonitan, the head coach of Letran, and to, to the members of the coaching staff that I'll go, that I'll go ahead. Kasi sa sobrang sama ng pakiramdam ko. And I also had to beg to my editor to give me at least an hour's rest because nahihilo talaga ako. Good thing that I that Boa is just near where I live that I was able to come home in time na makapag-take ako ng medicine, makapag-rest ako and makapag-deliver pa rin ako ng article sa dugout. But yeah, I regret doing that. I should have missed the game kasi kung kung mag-champion man yung letran, there's nowhere to go then to Intramuros. Mm. So parang inisip ko na sana dun, kung nanalo man kami that night. Um, didiretso na lang ako ng Intramuros. But, um, I think it was also a good thing that Sambeda won that night. Kasi nakapagpahinga pa ako, naisip ko paano ko a-attackin yung article without being biased, naletranita ako at nalulungkot ako natalo yung team ko. <laughs> I, I mean, it must have been hard but at the same time, like, I would call it a blessing. It's a blessing and a curse. I mean, curse because letran lost but blessing because, uh, I mean, you it gets more days and, you know, the, the rest and everything. But, damn, man, that's fucking incredible. I mean, you were able to survive that day, you know? And the fact that you had that, you know, that issue thing, like, fuck. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, it's sometimes, like, 
women are incredibly tolerating pain. I, I admit, as a guy, I suck at tolerating pain. I, I mean, it, it really differs by gender, but, you know, kudos to you. But it's not something, of course, like, you know, uh, I mean, you sucked it up. But let's talk about, like, I don't know, dugout, if it's okay. Because, like, the thing is, I found out recently that, you know, obviously you're not part of it anymore. And I understand why you kind of, after you told me what happened, I understood why you had this um, hiatus, uh, a few days hiatus. Like, how come you weren't really active with the podcast with Tito J and everything? I totally understand. But, you know, how much was it fucked up with regards to Duckout? Like um, it's it's comparable as someone that I love dearly but choose to break my heart to break my heart. It's like that. Like I I also wanted to believe that they they broke my heart in a sense. They knew that it, this is my dream come true. That I I love living the dream, but. They're not giving me what's due me. So like for 18 months. I like I won't ask them to pay me for the months that that there's no sports, there's no coverage during the pandemic. But still say that's around 15 or 14 months due of wages. 14 to 15 fucking months. 14 to 15 yes, I, fucking months. Since I started with them January 2009. 14 fucking months. Jesus Christ. So that's not fucking. Like, oh my God. Like, okay, so continue on. It's like 415 months, but like you continued on because it's just for the sake of, you know, for of passion of sports. I mean, me and you, we're passionate sports fans, but it's basically for passion. How, for that's, how come you went forward? It's, yeah, for the love of sports and at the same time, love for the institution because in a way, I, I'm one of the active writers of the, of the site. We know that for a fact. It's me, Ivan, sometimes Drew or Hill, but it's either Ivan or me that mm. releases articles. And, you know, for a, for a time, I felt that I was, I was quite an asset of the site because, you know, I'm, I'm passionate with my job. I consider myself not being conceited at all or, or what, but I think my passion drove me to to be an asset to the site. But the pandemic came and you know, the re- in a snap, I like, it's still worth it. Especially, yeah, I think it was worth it when, when I shared the article, when I wrote the article uh, out of Tito J's um, podcast, that interview with Sir Nono Araneta. Mm. Because I think I did something right because Stefan Schrock noticed my article without telling him, hey, like and retweet my article. Because mm. he did that in his free will. And the moment 
the greatest football player, great active football player in the Philippines notices you means you've done something right. Diba? Mm-hmm. But after that, after like after after no, no Aroleta article, I also wrote about SCAA hogging the season and all. After that, when I get instructions to, to write this and that, that's where I snap. Like, for how long am I still going to do this promo? When I literally was promised that I'll get paid. Like, I don't know. It's Perhaps it's just the lockdown and, you know, the also my condition. Since I'm, I was, um, was under medication, and can I can I can I share the story on what really triggered me to remember yeah. what dog out? Go ahead, go ahead. This so is I a, ran this is a, remember this is a safe space. You're okay with me? Okay, so I ranted on Facebook, like hmm. you know. Earlier, that I've mentioned that I felt I was okay in May, and then June I was told that I have to undergo re-undergo medication, mm. and like I don't feel normal and things like that. I don't feel normal at all because, parang without the hormone, without the synthetic hormone, I won't be the woman that I am, which mm. is. The feeling na babae ka pero hindi buo yung pagkababae mo because a, a, a pill this small has to help you be the woman that you are. Like, what the hell? It's not It's not that it doesn't make sense, but yeah. And then, of all people who haha reacted on that or on that rant, it's my editor from Bloodout. Hmm. Like the moment I saw his name on the Hahari apps on Facebook, I really had to snap it. But did you just forget about how I defied doctors' orders to rest just to give you your fucking article for the NCAA finals? Like I opted to, I opted to still work when I was asked to rest, not just because it's Letran playing that game, but because Dugout doesn't have a legit reporter that can go live there in Mall of Asia Arena other than me. But the moment that I saw that, my efforts for the site went all down the drain. And that, wait, you're not supposed to laugh at my at my situation because come to think of it, I'm not gonna complain about worrying that I can't pay my doctor, that I can't buy my medicine. If you did your 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 job responsibility, if you gave my responsibility to me, which is to pay me, because come on, ultrasound is not ex- is not cheap. I have to pay for my ultrasound. I have to pay and that say 14 15 months that you owe me could have shouldered that one and other and I don't earn that much on my day job as well so I have to sneak 
I had to bad budget everything like bill pay for my own bills pay for for this then pay for my doctor halos walang natitira sa akin because you know I have to I have I have to undergo this medicine medical stuff na sana natulungan niyo man lang ako kaysa kaysa pinagtawanan mo ako sana tinulungan mo ako get what I mean so that triggered me like pinigyan na nga kita ng 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 reason or or ng hindi na ako nag I don't have the I don't have the heart to beg for what you owe me yun yung problema I, I can't beg for what you owe me but sana may, may you're responsible enough to know what you owe somebody we don't have contract to begin with Mm. But on the onset, I asked him. Sabi niya, hindi na kailangan ng contract. But the message was clear. The moment my co-host from POFH, Jordan Samar, um, suggested that I be with Dugout, sabi niya, I can suggest a passionate writer for you if you need a football writer. I can suggest. But the thing is, bayaran niyo. Hmm. And the message that convinced me to join Dugout, yun nga, I was promised, sabi sa akin, that I can't remember. I, I, I can't forget, rather. We're not gonna give you a huge payout, but at least may marireceive ka. And I trusted that. That was January. And then, siguro mga around... April, I, April or around this time, July, and then July or August. I, I mean, between April or August, to August 2019. Um, I have this friend who's quite nosy about about my career, mm. who kind of um encouraged me to follow up. Kasi sabi niya, you deserve that because you work for it. I mean, you even work extra time for the God. Like, paano pag nagdo-double overtime sa PBA, meron ka man lang bang food allowance or transportation allowance? Sabi ko, wala. I, I shoulder everything for myself. That, that's it. That all the more reason na kailangan mong i-follow up yung pay na pre-nomise nila sa'yo. So, I, I, I messaged my editor, asked him about, ano, doon lang naging clear na what I can give you is 500 per month, not per article, per month. And okay. Sige. If it, even if it's below minimum, okay lang. So long as it could cover my MRT expenses, my food expenses and all, diba? I'm fine with it. He got my account number. But up until I switched to another bank, walang pumasok sa 500 at least. And the only time, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this, but, but I'm saying this anyway. The only time that I received money is when I covered AFC Cup mm-hmm. game of Ceres Negros FC against Tan Kwan Nin. Mm-hmm. That was around February 2020. And then, I was told the money then came from Dugout. 
the money came from somewhere else. And it's quote-unquote cash gift mm. from somewhere else. So it's not basically my pay from dug out. So still, Kumbaga, I parang I charity. Hindi, it's, it's um, I think I wasn't the only one who received it. Okay. Uh, Aaron, Aaron received something and the others who covered. And it's, I, I, I'm not gonna drop who gave it. But, yeah, it's, it's a gift. And then, it's, it's actually the editor who said that. Uh, it's a gift. It's it didn't come from dugout. So I jokingly said, "So, ikaw kailan mo ko babayaran?" And he just laughed at me, like, "Okay, sige, I'll let it pass." But then, yun nga, After that Facebook um react, I really snapped big time. Like, you owe me big time. And that's where I started losing enthusiasm in what I do. Like, I questioned myself, literally. Like, are you not deserving for that, for that talent fee that they owe you? Are you not deserving to do what you are doing? Are you not deserving for this, for your dream come true at that thought? So for a time, I had to, I really had to take a break from from each read football, from TFH, from from blogging, from from posting something on my YouTube channel because I lost enthusiasm. Like, I felt that dugout broke my heart that massive. That I lost the motivation to do what I am passionate about because it made me feel that I'm not relevant. That I wasn't doing my best. Mm. But... But my lawyer friend says, um, "Go after it. It doesn't. It, it not because they did that to you means you're not good at what at what you do." So here's a demand letter. Draft the demand letter. You can send it back to me, and we'll demand the tape to you. So, and they were the ones also to even. This is the part where I I lot I really want to make a shout out to Jordan and Jonas who really talked to me that yun yeah it's because it because dogout failed to appreciate you as their staff doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do. So nandito lang kami ganyan. Tapos sabi niya ilaban mo. So, and the first thing that you have to do when you say ilaban mo is to resign. Because they don't deserve you. It's not that you don't deserve to be in this place. It's just that they don't deserve you at all. So after consulting the, the head photographer of Dugout, the tinanong ko siya in a manner na, if I choose to resign, would you be mad at me? But he says no. So... I think I was in good hands. So I I sent the resignation letter which I 
I showed you guys sa ano de ba sa group chat na it's league street football and yeah, how shitty yeah, yeah. reply and what kind of shitty reply I received in return. So yeah, so that's basically what happened. That technically drove me out of sports media. But and it's not the kind of closing that I do I wanted sad. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're not. We we all don't get the closure that we deserve. To be honest, sometimes it sucks. I uh, I know the feeling. But it's it. But it's with regards to romance. But we'll get there maybe later. And <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of fucked up, man. It, it is. I mean, I don't know. I, I sorry to say this, but like I don't know how many buckets of blood you lost, man. Like. You said like one pad, one pad is like fuck, like yeah. Because I used to have a girlfriend, of course. I know how big it's a damn pack. So it's like a damn pack of pads, man. Like for one freaking game, that's scary. And and you still accomplished it. But sometimes I just don't get people. I don't know. Like, do they have like internal problems? Are they apathetic? Sometimes you just ask like, why are these people like that? You know. But I mean. I, we're talking about 14 to 15 months of no pay here. I mean, if if that happened to me, I'd go fucking mental. Like, you, you know how fucking crazy I can get. This, this is like yeah. this is just this is just a cover. Like, if it's one or two months, I really get crazy. What more with 14 to 15 months? So, I mean, fuck. <laughs> I mean, literally, fuck. But do you think? I don't know, man. Like. If there's like, are are you are you just gonna rest for now with regards to sports writing? I mean, obviously you have your own blog, so you can write the fuck you want. But let's say with regards to formal sports writing, are you just gonna take a rest like um, indefinitely until um, like to be announced? Um, at the moment, I think I'm venturing with freelance writing mm-hmm. with. Still focus on sports because uh, I think you know that I've been commissioned with uh, and commissioned by an international team mm. to do an article about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm supposed to work on it for just a month, but I asked for I asked for an extension because I got sick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm still recovering actually, but I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to finish it up within the week so that I can finally submit it. So, yeah, I think that's that's more like my career at the moment. Commissioned sports, commissioned writing when it comes to sports, uh, with focus on sports. But if I can write, you know, I wanted to explore more possibilities that if I can write things other than sports, I wanted to explore my my talent with it because from the very start I was writing about sports with Shock Magazine I was writing about sports so I wanted to venture into something like can I write something about health about um, beauty or say food reviews and all that well I've tried food reviews because I've had this awesome experience in one restaurant that I cannot really forget that I had to write a review on my blog so I wanted to explore all the What restaurant uh, was that? Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, okay. 
okay. Yeah, if, I was... if they actually have good food, they actually have good food. No joke, they actually have good yes. food. That came as a, that came out as a, as a surprise that we were invited to one day because there's this band named Ice Bucket who really plays good. Mm. As in, hands down, they really play good. Um, so they play on a Thursday, and as far as I can remember, January two that year. January 2 was um, Thursday and yeah from then on January 4 uh, January 4 sorry my sister was correcting me so January 4 was a Thursday and then we went there we checked out the menu and then we've enjoyed I think about four four drinks four cocktails including one that is off the menu so when we asked for the bill, that's where we got surprised because they said, oh, everything's on us. It's a treat. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like Yes, imagine. Uh-huh. Three rounds, I know, four rounds of cocktails of different stuff. <laughs> with one being off the menu. So it's like, more or less two, three thousand pesos in on the bill. We were ready to pay for it until we were told, "Oh, it's on us." You must. Okay. Have, you must have been a kid in the candy store to get that rate, to get like that answer. You're like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Ah. <laughs> we couldn't thank everyone enough for the experience that we we've had. So I thought, in return, I would review all, all the cocktail drinks that I have tried that night, even the dessert that I ate, and the experience since Hard Rock just reopened in Manila at mm. that point. So I think they needed, they needed the, the marketing, the promotion also. I mean, I don't have that much of a following when it comes to my blog, but at least it would help. And when I posted it online and tagged the, the people we've met from Hard Rock, the international trainers, one came from Australia, one came from Japan and from the US. When I shared it, the whole, the whole article shared almost in the whole world because, you know, I live to tell the story of how good those cocktails were. Hard Rock hospitality is. Mm. I mean... So... I- yeah, yeah, sorry, you were saying? So it's quite like, um, not just the menu, but I marketed the experience. Because mm. like in Hard Rock here in Rome, I, I've experienced the same thing. I mean, the, the ribs are good. Oh my God, hospitality-wise also. I mean, I think it's an international trademark here. Because a lot of people think... Hard Rock is like, oh, it's a touristy place. Oh, it's like, you know, the usual franchise. Maybe it's not really good, but it's actually good everywhere you go. Yeah. And my favorite dessert, though, from Hard Rock is the peanut butter cups. Oh, my God, those are really good, Jesus. Like, when I tasted them for the first time, I was like, fuck. 
because I haven't had peanut butter. It's hard to find peanut butter here in Rome. I don't know why there's no peanut butter here. It's really, it blows my mind. Like, how come? I mean, don't get me wrong. Italians love Nutella. They rather prefer Nutella first. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. It's Nutella, for fuck's sakes. But, you know, you know, there are times that you need some diversity when it comes to spreads. So, so I mean, peanut butter is really good. But, like, when they mix peanut butter and Nutella together in the peanut butter cup, it was too good. It was too good. But, yeah, I mean, it's nice that you're, like, you just wrote a story about hard rock and the next thing you know hard rock sees it what are the chances of, of, of that I mean zero to one thousand I would think right and I was able to do that I think three more times because mm. for a fact that when we first came in I was only able to try certain cocktails and when we came back, I was able to explore the food menu, which at the time is very Asian-centric. So I was able to try um, beef rendang that reminded me of the home-cooked beef rendang in Marawi City. Because I was, I, I do have an adopted Maranao family that cooks beef rendang for me when each time they go here in Manila. And it's quite, rem- it reminds me so much of the homey feels that a mother cooks, you know. So yeah, I've tried that. And then the next time we came back there, Hard Rock has a different menu. The beef rendang is gone. But the, some, of, some of their staples, like the burgers and all. So I have to try again and explore. So, parang, okay, this place is my happy place. But, um, despite it being my happy place, its menu changes over time. So, I have to repeat doing, I mean, reviewing the menu from time to time because they give so much things to offer that, you know, like, when you review it one time, hahanapin ng reader, eh. Asan to? Pero since wala na, you have to update what you reviewed. So that's what that's what drove me to review it again and again. Same thing that I would want it to do in Peninsula. It's like damn Peninsula is also good. Peninsula is also yeah. good. Damn. Damn. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever tried their Penpals Polka? Sorry, uh, what, what did you say? Have you tried their pen pals polka ice cream? Oh yes. Oh fucking yes. I did. And it's fucking good. Yeah. Fuck! And dude, I'm remembering it all right now. I'm remembering all right now. It's oh my god. Ugh. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Ugh. So oh yeah, man. Yeah, I mean not to mention all those not to mention all those ice cream were homemade. Like wow. All 16 of it is homemade. Like, All 16. Fuck. Where, <laughs> where else in the world can you make, can you try 16 different homemade ice cream? That's the Peninsula. But there's a rip-off, actually. Mm. Where? There's a rip-off. Marriott. 
and it's a competition. I tell you, it's a competition. However, Marriott's ice cream is like that's just I think um, nine or eight scoops of ice cream that's also made in the house. So, mm. Pero a, the thing is with the Ninsola, it has sixteen. Eh. Yeah. I mean, just, that's just it, double. It came in a smaller big in a smaller fish bowl, but what the fuck? Homemade ice cream is still homemade ice cream. And one of the best ice cream that I've ever tasted in the metro is, well, Peninsula, Marriott. Marriott comes go second. And the third, City of Dreams. <laughs> damn, damn. Noted. I-, I haven't tasted the Marriott and the City of Dreams, but maybe if I go back there. Note to self. Go to Marriott That's and City of Dreams. That's the reason why... That's the reason why I wanted you to make a vlog that sell, uh, that features the best gelato in Italia because, you know, I can do the Manila version of it. Why not? I do the... Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've been... Actually, I have been searching because I know the usual places like the, you know, um, the sort of touristy place but it's kind of good and, you know... Um, and there's this actually there's this gelateria near me um i grew up with it like since i was a kid it was there and now i'm happy to know that they have so many branches before there was just one shop and i kept going there because they had very unique flavors like uh where would you see uh, rice ice cream rice ice cream is really good it tastes like oh rice ice cream they had blueberry cheesecake they had very uh like untraditional italian flavors and then now I see them that they have branches. Like I watch Food Insider, I watch Munchies. Like next thing you know, I can see that they have different branches all over Rome. And I'm really happy because that gelato or gelateria I grew up with. So I'm gonna explore that one first. And then I'm just gonna go around. Actually, I have a lot. You gave me so many ideas, like from that suggestion, Palang. It's like best pasta. No, not best pasta. Like it could be best carbonara. It could be the best pizza in Rome. It could be the best porchetta in Rome. So it's like there's so many choices around. So I'm kind of organizing with that. But yeah, I'm gonna do. I think I might do uh, the gelato first because I think that's the fastest way, to be honest, to get something instead of having to wait. So uh, hopefully, maybe I don't know. In this next few days, I can I can do that. So yeah, yeah. But aside from that, like. For you, I, I love ramen. Okay, what's the best ramen place you tasted in the metro? You know, ramen place in the metro is very difficult for me because I don't eat pork. Ah, oh, okay, I sayang. All right, and, all right, all right. Yeah, but 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 I've been scouring the metro for something that's unique that I've tasted. When my mom went to Osaka, she mm. brought home Ichiran Ramen. Ah, okay, okay. Of so course. Instant, she, bought, she bought me this no pork Ichiran Ramen that I so love. That the last piece took like about a month and a half before I get to cook the last piece. Because I was like saying, where in the metro can I find Ichiran. They said in, S- in SNR. Nakadalawang balik na ako sa SNR. Dito wala pa din. So, 
Damn. But yeah, that's the most ramen I've tasted so far. I think there's a halal ramen. No, there is a halal ramen place in the airport. In Naya 3, in Terminal 3, actually. Because meron din ang ra. I forgot the name of this ramen place. It's very famous din sa metro. But yeah, they have a branch in the airport. And then next to it, there's a halal a ramen place. Not a lot of people go there. I mean, people love their pork, but obviously there are people who don't. So I'm suggesting in case if you're like the new normal of traveling and everything, but I highly doubt it. I mean, for fuck's sake, we've reached 103,000 cases, man. It's fucking, yes. it's and currently, fucking ridiculous. And currently, because uh, the television right here is um, turned on, there's public address going on. At midnight, of course. It's like a purge. Parang purge ang peg eh. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's only now that it makes sense that one of my acquaintances before told me that it's a matter of time before everyone else gets infected with the virus and the government won't do anything about it. So it really is a matter of time. And he told me that around April, I think, and I stopped talking to him. Like, are you that hopeless that you know, um, ganyan ka ba kawalang tiwala sa medical frontliners that, that they're doing their job and you just sit there and wait na magkaroon ng coronavirus? But you know, when we relaxed the community quarantine, when we shifted to GCQ and the, the COVID cases kept rising. That's where it made sense that, yeah. So basically, we're like sitting here and wait for everyone else to get the, the coronavirus. And the government's literally going to watch the people die in front of their faces, even even the medical frontliners. And I feel sad about it because we could have done better. Yeah, I even heard like it, it really pisses me off like there are some idiot politicians we have oh my god but but let's start with one because there's so many I mean with Senator Villar I mean poor fucking amen oh, that yeah. bitch that subdivision Carabao fucking bitch like she says that why do you need a break just work harder and get double salary I'm like bitch have you been in a PPE suit where you literally sweat the whole day? You have no air to breathe around your body. You're surrounding around bodies, not just corpses, but obviously also living patients the whole 24, not even 24 hours, even more. And then by the time they, and then by the time they take out their PPE suits, their whole, like, they're red. Like, I think some of them are dehydrated. Yeah, I think some of them are even dehydrated. They're not allowed to drink water. So, I mean, like, what are your thoughts on, like, some of idiots that we have in them? Like, I'm not, I want, I don't want to go politics. I don't want to go politics, but it, it's inevitable. It's really inevitable yeah. because, I mean, I won't be. I, I'm sorry to say this, but like, as much as I love the Philippines, you and me, we love our country, but. It's gonna reach two hundred thousand. It's gonna reach two hundred thousand. I mean, not to be pessimistic and all, but 
we were in 50,000 and I was making a like I was saying what the fuck Philippines and next thing you know not 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 even a month like it's not even a month it's already 100,000 and 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 we and we have a spokesperson who's trying to compete with the school about that i mean yeah i mean in your opinion like how how fucked up have we become as a people like why do we have this mentality that oh we've uh how do you say this like we've faced typhoons we've uh faced different diseases coronavirus is just another obstacle i mean why do we have this kind of mentality in your opinion i think first and foremost these leaders that we have still believes in Filipino resiliency. Just we've always been resilient. We've battled storms like Yolanda, Ondoy. We've survived earthquakes. We've survived volcanic eruptions. But what the hell is this? At the time of the pandemic, how can we how can we remain resilient? Yeah, all of these are natural disasters. But I think What difference does this pandemic makes is the fact that we can do something about it that we could have done earlier. Like in the onset, like when we first had these, the first case of coronavirus. As far as I remember, Vice President Robredo has already suggested that we lock down, that we close our borders to the Chinese people because that's where ground zero is. But what did we do? We, we still welcome them with open arms. And we only felt the weight of the pandemic when it's already blown out of proportion. So, nahihirapan na tayo nung na-realize natin na, oh shit, we could have We could have closed. We could have suspended flights coming in and out of China. So yeah, I would ask for Cynthia Villar, God, that senator. I mean, I think she's. Yeah, you're saying sorry. I think um, the reason why she's saying those things, she did not experience how it's like to be poor all her life. She was born with a silver spoon. Uh, mm-hmm. So, she's just showing her through mata pobre self. But I know, wala siyang sense of apathy and empathy. Sad to say. Even, and I still wonder why she is the top senator. Why lots of people still voted for her. Like, I still can't comprehend why. But come on, these trying times, we've seen how, sh- how this person lacks empathy and apathy to those who really work hard to build this economy or to build this nation. Like, it's not the first time that she downplayed the medical work, health workers. I think she have said something against the nurses yeah. before. Yeah. yeah, she did. She did. Diba? Saying that they don't need so like... The, uh, Like, uh, how do you say? They don't need to be registered. Yeah. Which is, 
what kind of um what kind of thinking do you have that you have to downplay the people that makes up you know well that's her that's she's just this pandemic has made the see how mata pobre she is and i hope it reflects in 2022 if we still all survive this pandemic i think i hope it would reflect na she won't be elected or anyone from her family would get elected for a position because we know how we already know how shitty a person she is but to be honest And, uh, to be honest i highly doubt it like not not to say you know not to be negative and all but i highly doubt it you know why it's just gonna keep back keep coming back i mean look at for freak sakes we have uh bong revilla who is back in the senate after what he did in 2013 so at this point my my dear friend uh, i'm kind of doubtful that they're like they're not gonna vote for her they're still gonna vote for her because sadly to say it's uh, it sucks to say it but it's been like that for years and You know, I just feel that people are just ignorant about it. You know, it's not because you know they're stupid and all. They're just ignorant. They're not knowledgeable enough. They think good commercials or putots can convince them in electing you know fucking people. And oh man, it, it, you know, to be honest, it's really sad. It's just sad. I mean, just thinking about it, just like what the. Fuck? Fuck, man. And the thing is, though, I mean, this pandemic has fucked us all up. It fucked you up. It fucked me up. It fucked everyone up. And the fact that now foreigners are allowed to go inside our country because it's already August two, August one started that we are accepting foreigners in our. I mean, I'm not against them, obviously. Yeah. I mean, all the borders slowly, slowly are here in Europe are opening. But the thing is, we only have little cases. But if you compare to the Philippines, I mean, imagine in one day we have five thousand cases, five fucking thousand cases in one day, and you're gonna open your borders to foreigners? Are you kidding me? I mean, unless I, I don't know, not really unless like. Sometimes you might think, oh, but he has a family in the Philippines and he wants to see his family. Maybe he has a special residence thing. Blah 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 blah. Maybe there are some cases that we might accept, but foreigners in general that are just there for a short term. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, why? Like in your opinion, why are we? Is this fucked up? Why is like everything going to a shit show? I mean, I I can understand the Filipino resiliency, but at the same time, why isn't the people like it's already a shit show? I mean, the turd and manure is in front of you. Even the smell is reaching your face, but yet they cannot. They just ignore it. In your opinion, like why? Like why? Do we have to wait till we get two hundred thousand cases? I guess that's that's still blowing my mind. I hate to say this, but I think more people are delusion are as delusional as the president. They follow. I think 
most of the people who be- still believe in the president are like hypnotized, you know. It's like they're under a spell that they cannot that they just believe in what he says. Like thinking ko ah, if if they, if Duterte asks everyone to just jump out of the bridge, they would. You know, that's that's how they believe. In I don't know, even the social media na lang eh, di ba? The things that they post, like, without fact-checking, if this person really said this code about about the government and, and the government's response to, to the pandemic, they could have Googled it, they could have, they could have checked if the photo was right, but they would just result into commenting, thank you for Buti pa yung mga foreigners this and that. Mm. I mean, majority of the people are not as delusional as the president is. I mean, and I am not scared. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. Oh. I'm not even worried if I have a subpoena the moment I wake up tomorrow because I said that. Mm. Mm. I mean, to be honest, like I admit. I'm as a Dabawenyo, obviously I voted for the guy because you know like let's let's give credit and also let's criticize. I mean that's how we we're supposed to be. Let's go with the good parts. What he did for my city only. He was able to turn murder capital of the Philippines into one of the safest cities in the Philippines. That's one of the things. And then obviously he developed Davao and all blah 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 blah. But as for first few months of his presidency, fine, I accept it. But during this pandemic, he's doing a shit show. He's really doing a shit show. I have the right to say that because I voted for him. I'm a voter and it's my right to criticize because I voted. Duh. So, ang, ang, ang ano ko lang is the, the people he chose to you know to in his cabinet i mean they're very interesting mentally challenged people i mean you know eh, we have spokesperson roque we have secretary duque we have fucking mocauson we have fucking. <laughs> Sino yung sa DFA? Teddy Loxin. Yes, Teddy Loxin. Who else are very interesting individuals in the government? But yeah, they're a bongo. Obviously, bongo and bat and bato. I. Bato. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in front of the podcast. I regret voting for them. That's I voted for them because Davao, obviously Davao pride and all, but I didn't really understood their knowledge or their IQ, and I apparently regret voting for them. But that's the beauty of uh, how to say suffrage because it gives you the right to vote, and you and then obviously you have to mature enough to realize like shit, ako. So that's what I don't understand here about Filipinos. It's like. Why can't they receive criticism as something positive? They always take everything personally. Personally. 
I mean, there was this quote that Senator Hontiveros, Hon- uh, ba? Si, is her yeah. name? Ah, yeah, okay. Lisa. Lisa. She said something about the sauna which makes sense. That it says that the sauna didn't make sense. That's what she said. And, okay, fine. If she can explain and she said that, okay, you have to respect it. But the amount of people who bashed her, man. I mean, Jesus Christ. Just because you just said it doesn't sound like a sauna? Come on, people. I mean, we're here for country, not for a person. And, you know, if I'm gonna get cancelled for this show, if you mean you're gonna get subpoena by B, how do you say this? Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Uh, we are a democratic country, diba? It from, comes from the Greek word demos kratos. Kratos means power, demos people, which apparently doesn't even matter anymore because we're basically an oligarchy. Sometimes even theocratic country because we always depend on the church and everything. Sorry if I'm being political, ladies and gentlemen, but this is a kind of a very important issue. This is inevitable. Yeah, and and the thing is though, it's a we are a, a very ironic country and a hypocritical one also. So you know, sometimes like you know, I've have you seen memes sometimes from I don't know from people saying that making fun that oh you were born Filipino that's the worst thing that can happen to you. You know, there's a lot of memes about that, but in reality, I love my country. I grew up here. Uh, you know, even though I lived in Italy for so long, I would still prefer you know the Philippines over Italy all day. If I had the chance to choose which country, obviously. But ikaw ano? Itazay, Zija. I mean, what's gonna happen to us? What's gonna happen to us? I mean, like, I don't like. Do we need to have more cases just to? Sorry to say this, huh? Do we need to have more cases just to put it inside people's head to say, "Hui, mga tigas ng ulo." It's a matter of buhay or mamatayan ito. Like, what's your opinion about it? Like, are are we fucked? Are we really that fucked, or is there's just a tiny hope? You know, looking at the the situation of our medical frontliners, looking at the situation of our hospitals, even here in Metro Manila, we're in deep trouble. We really are. But so long as this, these doctors, these nurses would would keep on fighting the invisible enemy that is the pandemic, there's still hope. So long as there are people like the vice president who doesn't need funding coming from the government itself to to give help. So long as there are people like you and me who would want to follow the rules, to not go out, wear masks, and practice social distancing, I think there is hope. The thing is, I just don't know how long are we going to keep that hope up. Because like at the moment, the medical frontliners are asking for a timeout and the government won't give it. Like, what the hell, diba? 
first and foremost, yun nga dapat yung pinoprotektahan mo. Because the moment that they raise the white flag, the moment its limited numbers decrease pa all the more, we're doomed. Kumbaga, these medical frontliners are our last hope. Mm. But mm. if they don't heed in the but if they don't heed in the call of these frontliners to please return to ECQ because we need a breather. Then yeah. It's just gonna going to be a matter of time before we all get fucked up all the more. Because the thing that people are not um how do you say this, are not considering is the fact that do you think, in your opinion, huh, after, let's say, vaccine is made, hallelujah, everyone's cured, blah, 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 boom, okay. Do you think the amount of, uh, uh, like, sorry to say this, do you think amount of suicide due to PTSD will happen to our frontliners? Because it's gonna cost them a lot. Eh. Unfortunately, yes. The fact that not all hospitals has this support group or, or psychological support. I mean, yeah, I've heard Medical City has it. St. Luke's, the bigger, the bigger hospital. But what about hosp- the government-owned hospitals? Do they have that same kind of um, psychological support to all our frontliners who gets to see people getting intubated and then succumbing to the to the virus every day. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think the amount, unfortunately, the amount of post of medical frontliners um, having PSTD after this pandemic is going to be tremendous. Because, um, sorry if I interrupted you, but the thing is, we're, um, there's still an issue being tackled and even before the pandemic and until now, the Philippines don't literally take it seriously, like until now. And sometimes I just don't know why they're still not taking seriously. I think the deadliest thing after the coronavirus is mental health. Mental health. I mean, it's affecting me until until now. Until now, it's, it's still affecting me. And maybe it's also, you know, still fighting with you. It's, it's you know... Um, I mean, I'll be honest here with our viewers here. Um, I'm not okay. I admit I am not okay. I am trying step by step to get myself better. I am taking my time. No, I'm not okay, but I'm just taking my steps. I'm taking my time, and and I just want people to know that it's okay not to be okay. And how, like Tita, like how come this strong Filipino mentality sometimes like? Because when we have mental issues, correct me if I'm wrong, when we usually have depression or suicidal thoughts. How come people keep thinking that we're dramatic or overreacting and not taking it seriously? Maybe because of their time or anything, you know? I mean, what are your thoughts on mental health in the Philippines, basically? 
um, unfortunately, most most of us Filipinos think that it's taboo to talk about their mental issues when it's not supposed to be like that. It's not just simply being dramatic and all when it's taking its toll on someone else. Like what I've mentioned kanina, it may be petty to just laugh at someone else's rants on Facebook, but you wouldn't know how how heavy it is for someone who posted that. You wouldn't know if it's a call for help. Diba? You wouldn't know if it's, if it's a, a call that for something serious that you know, you don't know what drove that person to say that. So, I think this this has to be tackled. I think there's a mental health law that they passed already, or I, I'm not sure if they did, if they really passed it. But it, I think it's about time that we cut the stigma to that mental health is a taboo issue that we're not supposed to talk about because everyone, everyone suffers from this. It's it's something important to talk about because we lose people every single day not only because of the pandemic but because of this thing and we have to put an end to that I don't know how I don't know um, I don't know in what way but we have to save um, the lives of these people also but not in a manner that we say na, um, no that's bad don't think of it that way because it's not the solution. We basically have to educate ourselves on how to handle people that has mental health issues. Right? Have, it's, it's a continuous educate education for ourselves as well. Because not everyone has a channel that they can express their their feelings truthfully it's not I I think personally it's not enough that you get to talk to someone without being judged that's the that's the difficult part eh? when you open up to someone about your mental health not everyone is yes everyone is going to listen but you're not assured that everyone's not gonna judge true true I mean there's some people I still have friends that think that depression is a joke which kind of, I don't know if I could even consider them friends, to be honest. But another fundamental factor of that is toxic masculinity here in um, in the Philippines because the fact that, oh, um, oh um, ano yan, malakas ako, hindi ako dapat mag-iiyak, blah, blah, I'm not supposed to cry, I'm a man, blah, blah, blah. Did you know that 60% of suicide comes from males who... Come, come from male come from male because they don't know how to you know express their feelings they don't they keep it inside because they because they don't want to look weak and all I call it bullshit I call it bullshit like the whole toxic masculinity thing is bullshit because I have feelings I'm human if I want to cry I cry crying is actually good it's one of the best things that you can do but like from a woman's perspective 
like how come some like you know how come there are some of our kababayans or especially the Filipino male why do they need to act tough just because for family's sake or just because of image sake what what are your thoughts on that personally i think it's more of the image they wanted to protect the image their image of being like especially for those who are head of the family they they, they always wanted to to be that pillar that keeps their family together but the thing is at the end of the day hindi ka naman talaga hindi ka naman poste na walang pakiramdam that somehow you need someone to open up to. Um, yeah. I agree with you that you have to eliminate this masculinity thing. Because not all the time uh, yung, yung poker face mo is, is a representation of strength. Sometimes when you also cry, it it shows you're strong enough to admit that you're vulnerable to your feelings as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah but there are times that just people just don't realize it, and it it sucks. It really sucks. I mean, you know that's why like uh, when they say, "Do you need medication for your mental health?" Like, no, man. Fuck that! Like, I rather talk. I rather talk with somebody, maybe get therapy or anything. But for now, I'm just talking, talking with people, just saying what problems I have and all. To be honest, I don't know even how to cope. I don't even know how to cope, and it's difficult. I mean, ikaw like. You got heartbroken by, you know, by dugout and everything, what they did to you and everything. How hard was it to cope with that? Like, you know, just to cope in general. First and foremost, I don't feel like talking to my editor since hmm. then. Um, even if someone offered to mediate, I just don't feel like talking to him because you know, because I fear that when I get to talk to him, all the more that he would promise me something that I would believe and then later on the promise would be broken again. Get what I mean? It's still hard to cope because like now, again, I'm back to medication. I would remember like, okay, here we go again. Um... I, I could have had um, already money for my medication and yet I still don't have it. It's been almost a month since I resigned and I was promised after the pandemic. What if after the pandemic I'm no longer I'm no longer around? So how is the compensation going to matter when the one who's waiting for it is no longer around, the right? mm. So, it's mm. still, it, it still thinks it's, it's still a process um, for me. Like, when I'm alone, especially at night, I still think about it. The what-ifs. 
it's it's a constant battle. Mm. It's a constant mind battle at that thought that you know the what ifs. What if I stick around? How long will I still be able to to work uh, extra without getting anything? I mean, I'm not only working because of the money. I'm working because I wanted I wanted to express my passion in this in the sport that I cover, which is football and basketball. I enjoy doing this because not only because. It's it's my my outlet from all the stress that I that I am experiencing, but also because of the people I get to work with. You know, mm-hmm. sport has blessed me a lot with people like you, Ito J, Aaron, Jonas Jordan, even Coach Bonnie, Father Vic, in Letran. You know, there are a lot I've met through this journey. That I'm most thankful for, but Tempre, it's not just the experience that you gain. It's not just the people. When you were promised something, sana binibigay. Because mm. I'm one of those people who who honors. Uh, I mean, who values palabra de honor. Ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. Wala na nga tayong contract eh. So, sana naman yung yung word of honor mo, ibigay mo sa akin. Yun yun. Yeah, pero apparent, apparently, ano eh, how do you say this? Apparently, did it really happen? It didn't happen. Kasi, I was about to say, lady and gentlemen's all, like handshake or something, you know, but in the end, it wasn't really honored. It wasn't, uh, how do you say this? It wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't there, and the fact that you know, it was difficult for you to to handle it. I mean, here we are right now. I mean, good thing you're with us right now. Good thing you know you're doing your thing and all. And yeah, let's try to brighten up the mood because it be been we've been so deep, like with the abyss and shit. But yeah, so anyways, um. Yeah, let's try to brighten up the mood a bit. If we go back to deep, then so be it. So let's brighten up the mood. <laughs> I, I I am dry as fuck since this pandemic. I'm dry as fuck. And you know, I don't know with you, Tita. I mean, maybe you're not. If not, then butikapa and all. But like, how much do you miss it? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I mean. Oh my god. See what I did there? I the plot twist is real. Dong 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 dong. Yeah. I mean before the pandemic I I was enjoying, you know. Same, same. My same. love life pa But the pandemic also consumed the love life. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I mean like it felt like an LDR, but you're in the same damn city. So I'm like, what the fuck? And, you know, I understand. I mean, there's the pandemic and shit and all, but man, like, I, I heard this in Davao though. I was in the taxi and then, like, I was saying, 
uh, I can imagine if if it's GCQ, I think a lot of people, no, I like not really GCQ. Like if there's a vaccine, everything, I think a lot of people will go to inns. They would fuck. There would be a lot of pregnancies and shit. And then the taxi driver said, "You know, there were actually passengers before you, sir. Na nagpunta sila sa in. Krabi sila ka ano?" And I'm like, "Sana all, sana all." Because yeah, I, yes. <laughs> no, because like um, in Davao, we have this uh, road. There's a special road mm-hmm. that's uh, that's filled with inns, like literally uh-huh. inns, like everywhere. So it's so it's like Santa Mesa and yes. Pasay. Yes, that's basically our version of it. Because it's um, it's near our dirty beach. We call it Times Beach. So, parang it's secluded. Not really a lot of yeah. Not really a lot of people pass by and all. But they know the area. Tabawenyos know the area. So, parang feeling ko like I I haven't passed there in a while though. But I have a feeling that there are a lot of trucks, a lot of pickups, a lot of. Four by two cars, yung mga social and everything. They're all parked there. You know why? Because it doesn't cost a lot. I mean, imagine mo three hours, ano lang, mga two fifty pesos, maganyan. So I'm like, you know, like the thing with us is we're horny motherfuckers. I don't know why. I mean, we have a hundred million people. Wonder why? So parang, you know, like. It's funny because I've heard a lot of stories of like my friends that they say, oh "My God, I'm uga uga means like ano dry in Bisaya." So like, "Oh my God, I'm uga, I'm this and that." And then next thing you know, they tell me, "Ah, I was I finally did it." And again, and I'm like, "Putang, I'm like, putang inam." Edi ikaw na, paminsan ganon gina ano, paminsan din. I make fun of Tito because he always sees Joa. And then it was her birthday last Friday yata, and then. I I literally yeah. said I literally said iyot. <laughs> I mean it's inevitable, de ba? It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. I mean it's her birthday, de ba? And then you know quality time alone, tang iget. But I don't know. Like I, I I have a feeling people got positive from ano from having sex. And not, not not through penetration or anything, but just ano lang parang face to face kissing and everything. I, do, do you feel that happened already? I think so. I think so too. Like, of course, I knew I know some people. I know some friends that after GC they went. <laughs> you know, like tangi na may pandemic pa, and you all like. Okay, very good trip, I just hope that you know. But yeah, I think so. It's it's a possible avenue of transmission of COVID nineteen. Oh my God! No, it's no, because the the thing is though, it's like people just sometimes don't give a fuck. Like, I mean, oh my God, I need to have sex. Like, oh my God, like fuck, 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 fuck. I need to have sex. Like, I mean, like, kawawa na matayo tita. I mean, like me and you, we haven't had activity in like how many fucking months, and then because this is the thing, 
the difference between Philippines and Italy. In the Philippines, it's easy because let's say naligawan mo yung babae and then the babae likes you back and then you wanna fuck and anything. There are inns and it's cheap. You could just stay there at least for three hours and tama yan. It's okay. Here though, it's difficult. There's no inns. There's only hotels. Hotels cost a lot. Mm-hmm. So no thank you. So the hard part is where are you gonna do it? Because like some people do it at other people's houses like how can you do it at other people's house like how can you not like you know like <laughs> you don't feel comfortable like you don't so most of the people would do it i don't know in the cars sometimes in the bushes and i'm like putang ina you like how can you be comfortable there man like in the car in the bushes and everything like Malaymo, okay, let's. You're doing it in. I I know some people who did it in the cornfields. No joke. What the fuck? In the corn fucking fields, gago ajado. I'm like, I mean, I was worried more for the girl because, simply exposed ang ano eh. What if dirt comes in? What if some things come in? Deba, it's like parang ah uh, okay okay ah uh, you do you but. It's a garden, medyo uncomfortable, kay siyempre, you cannot, you know, go fully down and shit. But, ay, nako. Mm-hmm. I mean, puti nga sila, Tito at si Tito Glenn. Tito J at si Tito Glenn. Tito Glenn has a wife, so okay na. Si Tito J, my juwa. So like, every time they say, oh, may kailangan ko kay juwa. Ah, I always say, Eddie, pack you. Sana all, tang ina ka. <laughs> Yeah. Eh, kayo na. Diba? Yeah, yeah, that is true. But but now, ano, Zisha, like are you just focusing on yourself or are you like chatting with somebody or it's not the right time? Well, I respect my last relationship that much. That even if he parted this in in a manner that I also didn't like, um it was more like a manifestation for me not to not to really look for someone else kasi at feeling ko at as ng standards ko pa rin mm. alam mo yun so like no I don't want to waste my time again to so- with someone so I'm I'm chatting with people but not because of that I'm chatting because I wanted to be friends oh, okay yeah I've I've met few people, which is funny. There's there's one person that I've met online. So he's an aircraft mechanic. Ooh. And then. And you love yeah, planes. Yeah, we were talking about. And you love planes. Yes. So we talk, we talk about airplanes most of the time, and then for some reasons we were talking about this specific. Um, airlines. Oh, I so oh really? I've I have friends from the airline. Pilot, I I have improved friends, and I'm a frustrated cabin crew myself. Then, for some reasons, I don't know what happened that I've mentioned. My longtime crush is an airline pilot. He works for the airlines, and then this guy sent me a photo. 
You know my you know what my reaction is when I saw the photo. Utang ina. No, it's like this. Okay. <laughs> 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 was talking about this. I was talking about his friend. I was talking about my long-time crush, which is one in the same person. And it and like, you did and you didn't know that. I didn't know that, and he didn't know that. I didn't want to tell him that the friend and the long-time crush is one in the same person. So here I was talking. I, I went. I screenshot the the conversation. I messaged my BFF who is in Cotabato. Mm. Mm. Ko, friend, may nakilala ako online. Oh, so ano naman? Siko friend, ilala niya si FO. Tapos pinakita ko yung ano, yung screenshot. Sagot niya, putang ina, but small world. <laughs> Sabi ko, naniniwala na ako na ang liit ng aviation industry. <laughs> And Ay. even up until now, hindi pa rin alam nung guy na yung friend niya at yung crush ko iisa. Oh, really? For us, ah, bagay, I mean, I can't understand. Baka maano eh, parang, uh, baka ma-awkward and everything, pero fuck, it's a small world after all. <laughs> but, but actually, I'm not naman, I'm not naman after dating a person. I was just being friendly. It's just that, sabi nga no BFF ko, bakit hindi mo pa sabihin? Sabi ko, will it benefit me? Kasi sabi ko, come to think of it, kaibigan niya yung, yung guy. Crush ko yung guy. And I I keep on talking about the guy. Hindi ka ba naiisip na baka mamaya nag-uusap mo yung dalawa and baka magkaroon ng idea tong guy na siya yun. So, you know, sabi ko, you just I just can't imagine yung worry ko na baka nga and matalino siya eh sabi ko gano matalino si FO baka mamaya ma-realize na, na ako yon <laughs> So yun so sabi ko ayaw kong sabihin kasi sabi ko if it it if it would benefit me na mapag-usapan nila ako na magkakaroon ulit kami ng connection ni FO na kakausapin ako ni FO at my birthday greetings annually edi eh, good but if not wag na lang <laughs> oh my god, so awkward, man. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> grabe ang coincidence. Like, grabe ang coincidence. Grabe ang coincidence. Like, <laughs> your face tells it all. You're like, what the fuck? Like, literally, literal, what the fuck? Pero, <laughs> yeah, and to think, to think, neighbor ko pa sa kondo yung, yung, ano, yung, FO na yon. Hindi naman talagang neighbor ni neighbor from the from the same condo complex pero sa ibang cluster siya. There was one time nakita ko sa alam mo yung tipong gusto kong magtago sa halaman just because you know, I saw him. Talaga napatigil ako ng ganda talaga reaction niya. So, sabi ko, god, this is a small world. This really is a small world. I'm imagining the the image right now. Parang parang pelikula eh. Parang. <laughs> like you're walking. Oh my god. 
Hindi naman ganun, pero alam mo yung tipong magbabak out pa ako. Or, or, so, I resulted to hiding beneath the the big um, platform, you know, so that he won't see me. Nung kinuwento ko na naman sa BFF mo, eh, Gaga, ka, ba't ka nagtago? Sabi ko, hindi ako handa makita siya. Parang, I'm not worthy to see him. Parang ganyan, parang ganyan ang peg siguro. Na, I'm, not, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Pero, pero yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Katawanan. Eh. Uh, Makatawanan talaga. Pero, ito pa. Mm. You know what small world is pa? Ano? Parang na-mention ko na rin sa group chat ng HEP football. Na, um, meron ako online friend na nakilala ko because of ESPF. Avid mm. viewers. He would even describe me as ang daldal nyo kasi ni Tito Jay. Ganyan. As he would describe me like that. Ang daldal nyo. Ganyan. So, yeah, basically new because of ESPF. He would say he knew Tito Jay because top follower nga ng podcast and he knows his football also. We talk about Ceres a lot of, a lot every time we chat. Tapos, napag-alman namin na yung condo complex na at yung condo complex namin is the same. So, literally, magkapit-bahay din kami. And the last time I was there, we agreed to meet personally. So, yun. Like, all diba? Tapos, every time na nagpo-post siya na pagkain online, sabi ko, Teka, kaabakan mo ako sa gate, pakikikain ako dyan sa bahay nyo. Things like that. So, it really, it's not just in aviation, but it really is a small world. Yeah. Especially football. Especially football-wise. I mean, for those uh, for those viewers who don't know, before I started doing this, I was a top boy in the very hardcore group of fans of uh, of a Davao football club called Davao Aguilas. And yeah, I became I, I became infamous. Uh, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in the in the good way and the bad way. You know, it, it's both. So I've been memed, I've been talked about the uh, trash talked about but yeah apparently you know because like alam mo sometimes Azisha like dig sometimes get like when people say hi and then you don't know them but they know you you're like saan ko ba nakita ang tao na to like where did I see this person like like I'm, I'm being friendly I'm being friendly and it's like oi oi David oi David I'm like uh, hi and then but, but like I said oh hi but in your mind it's like putang ina, sino to? Like, where the fuck did I meet Actually, I have that experience. The night I met Onse in person. Ah, oh shit. Oh, <laughs> is, it, is it this one? Is it this one? Is it cupcake? Vegan cupcake one? Yes! Yes! Okay. That was it. Okay, okay, was okay. Like, go, 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 go. Kwento mo na. I was like, I was meeting up with another, with the top fan, a good friend also, si Claire Bacolod. So, 
I was happy to see her kasi first time namin magkita in football game na in a football game again kasi Appar- the last apparently she blocked me because I'm Apobahani I didn't even do anything to her but apparently she blocked me so I'm like okay fine my me I understand pero hopefully she gets to meet the new me but anyways sorry if I interrupted go go ahead well, there and then also Clyde Clyde was there I, I knew everyone and then someone approached me and they said hi Miss Sai uh, yes and you are <laughs> and then mentioned this oh that's you okay hi <laughs> and then nagulat ako with the photos and <laughs> with the photos because I I don't really get approached by someone else picture tayo. I'm always I'm always the one like that. Like Claire, nikalika picture tayo ganyan. Because mas madalas to silang kausap online, but with people like um can I have a photo with you and then af- afterwards andun pa ako paririnig mo sa akin. I've been waiting for this moment to come. Like fun boy lang. <laughs> Sorry. And then, yeah. So, I gave Onse cupcake because Onse is vegan. I don't know what happened after, but yeah. Um, I gave Onse vegan cupcakes because it's also his birthday. Right? Yeah, January 11. So, literally, he's named after his birthday. Yeah, so <coughs> excuse me. So it's basically a, a belated birthday gift for Onse. And then Onse is very kind, so he gave uh, the cupcakes to Spears. But there's one person who got another piece out of Spears. Yes, and then took a photo of the cupcake with and- me on the background. And you know what happened next? <laughs> and posted it as if I gave it to him. Kaya gani nagulat ako. Eh, parang the thing is, he took so much pictures. Like literally took so many pictures of that day. Parang parang BFF kayo eh. Things that thing is uh, like looking at the pictures eh. and I'm like tangina, maraming pictures ato eh. Kaoe naman and then when he and that's why I had to ask you about the cupcake but the, I don't know if you remember I messaged you literally after yes. like the cupcake thing and I'm like uh, so did you give cupcakes like that and then it's like ah no uh, he got this like ah that explains that explains <laughs> that explains no because I'm not gonna name the person but like that person <laughs> parang feelingero siya every uh Everybody's talking about him ever since he came to the like to Manila. It's his first time kasi in Manila, eh. uh, you know, when he arrived in Manila, and he became he was a sort of big shot. Like he feels like he's a big shot, but he's not. And the thing is, it's also because of him that bottles are banned in the stadium in Tagum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because he threw it on the first game against JP Marikina home game he literally threw the bottle at someone I forgot who was it I think 
one of the big uh, one of the top admins ng Davao Aguilas that's why uh, he got uh, that's why bawal na mga bottles sa ano sa sa stadium and all so we kind of blame it no not kind of we blame him for that and don't get me start don't get me started with tracing my roots na ano oh my god oh my god don't get me started with tracing my roots my 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 condo neighbor hmm. so i already since we talk about football a lot nakwento ko din yon the, the tracing roots and all and you know when i when i told him about um, tracing roots thing he knew in the onset who that person is sabi niya just kayabang naman ng taong niya <laughs> like there was one time I don't know if it was one time or there are there was other instances na nakalabo niya ng football that person. Sobrang wala siyang ipinasabi kung di mayaba. So, okay, sabi ko, if it um, you knew him as mayabang for me, it's cringy kasi you know, he's feeling close when we're not really close. The thing is, that drove me mad. It's not because of the cupcake. By the way, I miss your cupcakes. They're fucking good. It took me days after to eat them. And then I was like, Tama di, ano? I placed it in the fridge. And then I was like, Tama pala, no? I still have Zisha's cupcakes. Because I was hungry and I needed snacks. And I was like, Tama pala, no? I still have Zisha's cupcakes. So I ate them. I was like, Tanginang sarap. Tanginang. Pero that was after right yung cupcakes kasi you came to Davao in October because it's your birthday diba and yes. then yes. yung Jay Kai Jan on it was after diba yes okay 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 in so long this year lang uh January 2020 yeah uh yeah i i received a message sa GC uh, natin no sabi ni Sir Aaron we are back to MECQ Oh wow. I mean Manila. Yeah, kasi I mean, nag-address. Nag-address nila. But yeah, okay. MECQ it is. So balik curfew. Kami my curfew man talaga kami the whole time kahit GCQ eh. Kahit MGCQ my curfew pa rin kami eh. Sa <laughs> sa Davao. Kasi when we, when we switched to GC, GCQ, they relaxed the curfew from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. onward. 10 p.m. Uh, to 4 a.m., I think. Hmm. So if we reverted back to MECQ, I think it's it's um it should be back to what? Um, 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. Hmm. So anyway, going back. So ito nga. Tapos... Nakrenshot ako nung sinabi ni neighbor na I've heard nga na patay na patay sa iyo that person. Say ko, "Hangina, hanggang sa inyo umaabot 'yan." No way, man. Like, okay. No, no, I wanted That's to say I, that I don't approve. No, I uh, there's something that really bothered me aside from the ano, the tracing the roots thing and the cupcake thingy. You know, the fact is even I know this, like, like that's how I know Natang Ina. Like I'm really, I'm really good friends, talaga with Zisha and everything. I, I say, Tang Ina, he has the audacity to ask you, Panaman. Tang Ina niya, he wanted to go with you to see Sailor, and I'm like, 
mother, I mean, motherfucker, she won't even let you near like 100 meters or 200 meters near Sailor unless you're the most important person to her. The only people who can go there is her sister, her mom, and her, basically. And relatives, obviously. Masa, family. I'm like, what gives you the idea that she's gonna say yes na ano na how to say this na she's gonna let you go visit visit your dad like, parang parang ako, ako, ako gani is like if let's say we're hanging out and then I and then you say uh, Dave I need to go kasi I need to see Sailor I was like okay fine go ahead I, I would say yes I would say you want me to accompany you I was like no fuck no I'm like it it that's for me, the most cringiest thing I've seen in my whole life. Like, literally, from a guy. Because, like, what was in your mind when he said that? Na parang, pwede kita samahin. Out of all the places pa talaga. Um, first things first, uh, I really, I initially had to say no in a polite way. Like, um, I just know you, and you're not the kind of person. I have to say it like this: you're, um, you're not the kind of person that I wanted to take there, because it's only for for someone that I'm I've been close to. It. And that time, my mindset: the first person that I wanted to take there is my guy best friend, who shares the same name as you are. So. Anyway. So, even you, even si neighbor ko when when we met, I could have, I could have asked him to just go inside Columbarium to meet me up, but I did not. Like wait, wait for me outside. Ganon. I didn't actually ask him to go inside because it's um the Columbarium at that time. Because we just shifted to GCQ if I if I'm not mistaken. You can just go inside because the doors are open. So you don't need the biometrics to go inside. Unlike uh, during the normal days, before pre-pandemic, uh, it requires that you have biometrics. So it's just me and my mom who has the biometric access inside the columbarium. So you have to be with me or with mom. my mom. But since, yeah, it's free for all, I could have asked that someone to just go inside and then sabihin ko sa kanya kung nasang space in the columbarium kami. But I did not. I was literally telling him, just wait for me outside. I'll, I'll, come, I'll come out na lang. It's, it's not special to me. That's That place is special. Parang it becomes uh, uh, a place where I can I can express my thoughts out I I think I had love there no Valentine's Day I was like this is the first Valentine's Day ever that I experienced with my dad for the first time in in, in my existence Ang weird kasi nasa Columbarium and I'm not physically with him talaga but it doesn't matter at least um, the, the thought of uh, it is there the thought, yeah, the thought of the first Valentine's. But yeah, if I were to take someone there, it's it has to be my guy best friend or that special someone. Kung meron ba talaga special someone, but 
No. <laughs> if it's okay if I ask you this question, eh, kung okay lang, okay. it's okay if you don't uh, reply. How long did it take you to move um, to move forward since the death of your dad? Because I've seen that uh, he's a very important figure in your life. I mean, siempre daddy mo, and he passed away. Maybe in uh, I, I don't know how he passed away. I'm not gonna ask. It's a personal thing and all. But how how difficult was it for you to move on and move forward like without your dad and and where how do you say this how much did it also like give you strength to do what you do right now okay so let me remind let me rewind it back to the time that um the last few months he spent before he passed um dad and i are not best of friends my father and i were enemies we're we're basically the the living Tom and Jerry. Yun. So, but during the last few months, eh, I think um, we're trying to rebuild our relationship. We're we're trying to be the father and daughter that we're supposed to be. So, I think it started on that year, eh. since um, 2009 was was kind of my year. Because I've had a good internship in the Senate and in TV5. I mean, in TV5 and then in Senate. So during my during my internship, he's he's the one that that's so like, hey, you guys watch um, this uh, this show because my daughter's gonna be there. She's a talent for for this show because she's an intern. So parang galon. He he's the first one to brag about it. I mean, he's not very vocal to say that I'm proud of you, but with his tears, he would brag about it. He would even... I remember his best friend telling me that he calls me... I mean, my dad calls me as his celebrity daughter. Because he sees me as that. And then... Yeah, when I when I came out and... Uh, when I had a feature in a magazine, he was so bragging about it. Oh, anak ko yan, anak ko yan. He's like that during his last year. The last year of his lifetime. And I think days before he had a massive heart attack, we were even joking. Because he was, he was, um, we, I have this cousin na sobrang lagi niya pinagtitripan. So he played as if he's mad at me and then he said, Matulog ka na, may pasok ka pa bukas, ganyan-ganyan. And then, kinulong namin yung cousin ko na yon kung nasa sa, ano, sa computer room, parang gano'n. Then we were laughing together. I never thought that that was the last time that we would we would be laughing our asses out together. That was November 30th. And then, he had a massive heart attack December 2nd at the time that I just left for school. You were still in a no. Uh, you were still in Letran that yes. time. Yes, yes. I'm on my third year in Letran that time. So it's it's difficult because I've only I only knew about um, him being in a hospital 30 minutes before I got dismissed for for class because I have a class na nine to twelve, and then 
I only had two class that day. Two classes that day. Nine to twelve, and then six to nine. So can you imagine? Grabe, <laughs> six that, hours ang ano? Ang time different? Ang difference ng class? Uh, well, I experienced that day, so yes. I know the feeling. So I I had three classes pala. So ten to nine, and I. Uh, Nine to ten, and then ten to twelve, something like that. Eh. I can't remember. But there's there's one class, non-major, and then two major subjects. Mm. But the 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 difference between the next class is that twelve to six. Mm. So third, I went out because hindi ko na kaya kailangan ko na magbayo break. So I went out. So that was the only time that was able to check my phone. When I checked my phone, I had like 20, 30 missed calls and a number of messages from my two mobile phones. And I was just only able to open one, yung pinaka-latest. Alam mo yung feeling na bawal yung phone sa MacLab. <laughs> Pero tumakbo ko papasok ng MacLab just to approach my professor and let him read the message. Tapos... This is where I'm most thankful to the professor because he just read the message as it is. And then he asked me on the onset, how long is it going to take to you to travel from school to the hospital where your dad is? Sabi ko, I don't know. Sabi niya, paano ka ba pupunta doon? Sabi ko, I need to take the LRT and then mag-jeep ako kasi takot ako mag-taxi. Sabi niya, save niya yung number niya doon sa phone ko Sabi niya, mag-taxi ka na because that's a matter of life and death. So, take the, take the taxi, text me the plate number of the taxi that you're going to take. Go there na. Pack your bags. And that's 30 minutes before this missile time. Sabi niya, I can't, I can't hold you anymore in this class for 30 more minutes given the fact na yung parent mo nag-aagaw buhay sa hospital. Go. Tapos, Siya na din yung nagsabi dun sa mga classmates ko na I may not make it to the 6 p.m. class because nagaagbuhay yung parent ko. Na in-update, I had to update my professor that time. So yeah, it was difficult when I saw him uh, in the emergency room kasi nawalan siya ng oxygen. So yung initial reaction ng bud niya is magka-seizure. Um, hindi ako nag-last ng 5 seconds inside the ER the moment I saw him. Labas talaga ako agad. Palikod ako. Hindi ako makalapit kasi it wasn't how I'm supposed to picture him. And then the next 24 hours had been a challenge because um, sabi, pag hindi nawala yung seizures within 24 hours, it's he's done. So, that time, um, I wasn't praying you saved my dad. My my prayer was if he's if it's indeed time for him to go, then so be it. But you know what? It um mahira for me because I swerte ako kasi it was a Wednesday. Tapos Thursday, hanggang Thursday lang yung pasok ko sa school. So Friday, Saturday, walang pasok and then since ipet yung Sunday and um, Monday kasi yung tawag nito, Immaculate Conception that time. So, mm. pati yun, wala nang pasok. 
So, I basically have a long weekend. So, yung tipong hindi ako makatulog, gusto kong bumalik ng hospital, but I was assured na huwag ka nang bumalik ng hospital because you still have class the next day. So, the next day, alam din ng dean ko yung nangyari. Eh, prof ko yung dean ko. Sabi niya, why are you here? Tinanong niya ako, why are you here? You're supposed to be in the hospital. Sabi ko, I guess my I, I trust God that much that he's not gonna take my dad at the time when I'm not in the hospital. That's one thing that I'm thankful for because she also dismissed the class early. Kasi alam niya na yun lang yung class ko that day. So sabi niya, go. Go back to your dad. Parang she dismissed the class like um, 30 minutes early para I could travel back to the hospital. So, that had a heart attack on December 2. But he passed December 8. So, I've had six days to spend with him. Which, I was fortunate that, I, that I've had that chance. Kasi nga, yun nga, hanggang Thursday lang yung paso ko. So, from the time na nakauwi ako from school that Thursday, up until that Monday, we were just together. And halos doon ako sa hospital nakatira <laughs> that time. Ayoko talaga umalis. Kasi parang yun yung service ko sa kanya. That all of his life magkaaway kami. All of his life, like, um, nagbabangayan kami. I, he would curse each other, ganyan. To the point na, um, he's owning me. Dumating sa point na gano'n. I took that back. Parang hindi ko na inisip yon. Tumating ako sa point na nag-uusap kami. Even if he's in coma, I would tell him na kung ano man yung differences natin, ganyan. Um, I've forgiven you, ganyan. Just be better. Let's just try to be better so that pagkaling mo, we can pick up where we left off. Ganon. And... He basically died with his two daughters beside him. He went, uh, he went, he went peacefully with his two daughters beside him. Um, my younger sister, my youngest, my younger sister, came in the hospital at around like 4 p.m. I mean, 5:30 in the afternoon. She's just sitting the sabandang paanan niya, and I was beside him. Said, "Do not hold that and then I was woken by my cousin na sabi niya, parang iba yung mukha ni uncle. He's breathing, pero iba yung itsura ng mukha. So, in the onset, I have to, I have to send my 12-year-old sister, then 12-year-old sister out. Then, I asked my cousin to call the doctor. And the doctors found me trying to find my dad's pulse. So, sabi ko, just allow me to touch him, allow me to help you guys out kasi I might break down pag sinabi ninyo God so there um when he passed ang dami kong nadinig na kwento na he, he was my secret dad and so I think coping up is is a is a work in progress still even 
a decade after. We just learned to live without it. Um, but, you know, there are times, there are certain times in a year that I would I would think about him, like Father's Day, my birthday, Christmas, and his death anniversary. Because all of those days doesn't feel the same. It won't feel the same. Medyo heavy, but yeah. I mean, how was it for your sister, though, at a very young age to see, like, her dad like that? Like, do you sometimes ask her about it? Oh, she would still cry because she's the favorite daughter. She would cry. Especially when I tell her that I was just waiting for you. Because, as I've said, she arrived around 5.30 from school. At 6.35, he's gone. So it's just a matter of an hour. He just wanted to assure himself that you're there. That he can feel you there. So it's, if it's harder for me, it's the hardest for my sister. Because they were the closer ones. She was still right remembering that. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. You know, uh, I, I doesn't, no wonder you're also thankful to Letran. No wonder you like Letran. I mean, they've treated you, you know, very well in your in the time of need. So, I mean, and that's why mahal mo talaga ng alma mater mo. Eh. I, I mean, that's one of the reasons. I, I mean, maybe you have other reasons, but yeah. Yeah, when I transferred to Letran, they made they assured me like, and they were convincing me for to transfer to Letran. Like Coach Louis Alas, the head coach of Letran Knights that time, and other Vic Calvo, the, the athletics moderator of Letran, told me that this is not just an institution; rather, this is a family. We're one big community here. No one gets left behind. We're a family here. Sabi, sabi pa ni Coach Louie, dito ka na lang, aalagaan ka namin. And they, they were true to their words. So from from then on, like, I think I was a perfect fit to become a letranista. You know, I, I owe letran so much. I, I, I wouldn't be the person that I am now had it not for letran shaping the values that I learned from school. Not just for the consideration that they gave me when my father passed away, but also, you know, the kind of people that I've met in Letran. They're just awesome. I mean, sana all. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I mean, no, no, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there, because there's some colleges, maybe, you know, I mean, it's good to know, it's good to know, na, how do you say this, that, uh, you know, they saw there were at least there are some schools who are willing to support you with regards to, you know, because at the end of the day, you're not just a student, I mean, tao and, and you know, not a lot of schools kind of do that. You know, there are sometimes there are always gonna be some asshole schools, but but then lang letran helped you. And aside from the consideration, you know, uh, the whole family stuff and also that's why I said sana all. I won't talk about my ano na mag magtumahimik na lang ako. Anyways. <laughs> At saka, ano, saka when my dad passed, 
isang tawag sa kay Father Vic. Kasi before we made the pact ni Father Vic, ganun kami ka-close ni Father Vic na sabi ko, gusto ko lahat ng lahat ng special moments ng buhay ko, ng remarkable moments ng buhay ko nandun ka. And he lived up to that. Isang tawag ko lang sa kanya na I needed a priest for my fir- for my dad's first mass. He was there. So he literally gave my dad his funeral blessing. Siya din yung nagmas for for the blessing before the burial. And then a decade after, siya din yung nagmas nagbless sa dad ko nung inexume namin before he was um, cremated and before namin i-earn yung dad ko siya din yung nagbigay ng blessing so you know tapos not to mention that yung si Father Vic din yung nagbaptize sa youngest sister ko then eventually naging nilong siya sa confirmation so eh, yun, yung connection it went beyond letrat he basically became a member of my family. I mean, yeah. I, Extended family. That, that's good naman. I mean, you know, it's not every day you have like somebody, you know, important in the Letran community who become close to you and it's more about let more than the concept of Letran. It's just basically, you know, him being a good person and being by your side. You know, in your in your thoughts or in your opinion uh, Zisha like how can you comfort those people I'm sorry I mentioned very deep as fuck question so prepare yourself uh, like you've you've witnessed lost obviously Duh, we've been talking about it the whole damn time until now but ikaw if you're in a situation how would you comfort somebody who didn't have the chance to say goodbye to a loved one because of COVID because a lot of uh, situations like that happen eh na parang they have to say goodbye through this they have to say goodbye mga ganyan so in your opinion like how would you try to comfort them? Honestly I don't know how it's like to comfort uh, I don't know how what comforting words are there to say those people who lost loved ones due to the pandemic? Like, sa video call mo lang nakita yung last moments nila. Ang, it's very hard to find the right words to say. I think uh, the best thing that I could offer, since hugging a person is very, very difficult at this time, even if we all know that giving someone a hug is one of the most comforting things that you can ever give. Siguro, yeah, since I don't know the right words to say, um, I may not be very a very prayerful person, pero kin lang yung pwede mo ma-offer. At the end of the day, when, when, when all is silent, you can only just lift up all the people that passed. And their families that they left behind for prayer. Because that's that's the only thing that you can offer. You can. It's very difficult to talk to someone who's who had lost his or her loved ones because of the pandemic. Because you don't know the right words to say. Even if you say, "I'm just here if you need someone to talk," to, what if they start talking about 
how COVID fucked them up. You don't know what to say, di ba? So, I think it's better to say na, yun nga, my prayers, my thoughts and prayers are with you. Kasi dun mo lang talaga, ma- ma- dun mo lang ma- mapakita yung sincerity mo na lang. Because you can't hug the person. You can't even hold the hand of the person due to um, restrictions. But yeah, if I can, if I can hug that person, I would. But the, the best alternative to hugging is to pray for that person and for the for the loved ones that they've lost. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm just hoping for the best there in the Philippines because you know when I came back here to Italy and then I saw my friends and you know um, that the the situation that became better I I had my first hug in months it was the best feeling ever like obviously you can hug through family but friends are different because so and the thing is like in the Philippines I cannot hug my Lola because I'm afraid that I might you know parang syempre matanda and at, you know so it's They're hard very vulnerable vulnerable so it's hard but you know when I finally hugged my family after months you know I mean I was this is the epicenter of the pandemic in all of Europe and now it seems like as if the pandemic doesn't exist here and all so ano lang, my thoughts na lang, like you said, my thoughts na lang with all those who are, you know, struggling, those who are combating, those who are social distancing, those who have to plan, and especially the unemployed. Like, my thoughts also are for them. Damn, damn, damn. This has been a very interesting podcast episode. Uh, yeah. I, I, sorry, so sorry if I made it too deep. Was it too deep for you or was it all right? It was alright. I think it's it's very refreshing that we had to talk um, a lot of. We've covered a lot of things. We've covered sports. We've covered life in general. It's very refreshing that we get to talk to someone beyond sports. Because you know, I just came up from something that we that very sports centric uh, podcast, and then Hindi here halatay. I am guesting. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's, still, it's very refreshing. It's like you're talking to an old friend in a in a different manner because we get we don't get to talk face to face. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, you're the one who first invited me to your podcast, so you know, like when I had the podcast, like come on, I should invite Zisha also to my podcast. So, uh, yeah, man, um, yeah, I think that's it for the for the episode. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for those who watch. If you reached until this point in the podcast, you're a fucking legend and I love you, all of you who have reached until this point. Uh, let me start with the plug. Okay, go, uh, Tita. Start your plugs. What do you want? To, any shout-outs? Any plugs? First and foremost, I would like to shout-out our dear friend, Onse. Thank you so much for my Ultra Shella shirt. I've worn in PUFH earlier. I, I promised that I would wear it, but yeah, it's one of my favorite shirts, actually. Uh, I still uh, I still hope someday Ceres is going to go back, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, please tune in to the Ultimate Fan Hub podcast. Um, 
we go on live twice a week depending on the availability of the guests so we adjust to the preference of the guests um, our next guest would be on Tuesday so stay tuned for that one and there are exciting new stuff coming our way in TOFH also don't forget Eat Sleep Breathe Football with Tito J David right here and Aaron and the other members of the cast you know we of course we talk plainly about football and of course don't forget to follow and like the What's Up show by Johnny Tampa Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, make sure you follow my Instagram at johnnyfuckingpampa14. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of people like my Instagram. I swear. Like, I, If the moment I put fucking between Johnny and Pampa, the whole game changed. So yeah, follow my Instagram. Make sure, please, like, share, and subscribe. Click the notification button if you want to see vlogs, podcasts, and everything. Uh, and what else? Uh, yeah, like what? Uh, Tita Zisha said please follow the Eat Sleep Breathe Football podcast with yours truly also Tita Zisha also Tito J uh, Glenn Ken uh, Aaron on, sometimes on say depends on his mood but and Saya Saya Haruda uh, once I have the funds bro uh, babayaran kita para gawan mo ako ng logo at graphics please lang para maka-improve lang natin konti ang ang show ko please but uh, anyways I look for the funds I'll pay you soon the Sai Avengers <laughs> oh Sai Avengers and everything so uh, yeah uh, this has been the What's Up show uh, what fucking episode are we Jesus Christ I think 16th or 15th episode man I already lost because <laughs> I've been focusing more on my sports podcast and that's the thing you're also focused on sports so I wanted to, I wanted to focus on that on the Under the Sun podcast like we could talk about anything so yeah thank you very much for uh, uh, listening to the podcast uh, subscribe and follow on Spotify and